Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hola, hola, mi gente. I'm Jessica Yanez, and this is the Wine and Chisme podcast, a podcast created to amplify voices and share the stories of people from BIPOC communities doing remarkable things, all while sipping on a glass of wine. So welcome to your new Wednesday. The Wine and Chisme Wednesday. We met on Clubhouse, which I've met so many people from Clubhouse. So I just need to say, if you guys have not joined Clubhouse, you're missing out on a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of community. I have been so fortunate to meet so many truly awesome people from Clubhouse, and you are one of them. Thank you. Thank you so much. As you are, you are amazing. I remember we did. We I think we were in a room for podcasters and I pretty much share a little bit and you were so great, uh, gracious to invite me to your podcast. So thank you so much. And we stay in touch and in Instagram all the time. So I know. Really we cool. totally it's do. not like a one day it. thing. Yeah. I love it. Well, I love Clubhouse. Me too. Well, speaking of, I have my wine and I know you have yours. Yes, ma'am. Before we get into the chisme, you know. Cheers. cheers so what cheers. type of wine are you drinking? Well, I'm having one. I have um, a membership because I like trying new wines from Cooper's Hawk. Cooper's Hawk, if you're watching this, it could also be a sponsor by both of us. <laughs> and this one is called Vindu. It's a new one. It's a red wine and it's it has a different blend. I think it had, um, usually it tells me, but it's not telling me, but it's really good. I'm having Say Soles, the red blend of Say Soles wine. Say Soles is oh. a Latino owned winery. He's out of Lodi, okay. California, so like Northern California. He's become a friend, to be perfectly honest. He's become a friend. And I opened this bottle last night, so I was like, well, I'm just going to finish it today. Salud. Salud, mi amiga. I'll have to try it because I've seen you. Oh, mine is not making a noise. Why? I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I got these glasses. So somebody had, my sister had bought me a gift card, a $50 gift card or $75. Hmm. I don't know. Fifty. Let's say $50 gift card to Bloomingdale's. To get some coffee for my Nespresso machine because, you know, I'm fancy like that. Yes, you're fancy. <laughs> we fancy for wine and coffee. If for wine and coffee. Wine, gonna be, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they won't accept it at the Nespresso. They won't take the Bloomingdale's gift card at the Nespresso, like, because it's its like own mm-hmm. shop within the Bloomingdale's. So I needed to find something else. So I went and got a pair of very fancy wine glasses. Two wine glasses were $48, right? Good for you. They broke. And so these are, I got these from Home Goods for, I think I got four of them for $20. Well, you know where I got this one? I had a set of glasses since I got married 20 years ago. And then I got this one from Aldi's for $99. And it's perfect because when I'm going to sit on the couch, I don't want to be getting up for wine. 
Yeah. I can put a good amount. Yeah, it handles can. a good amount. And I'm like, this your is girl. Okay, this is another thing that we bonded over was our love for wine. That was yes. the other thing we bonded over. Yeah. And I think that we agree that if they say you can have one glass a day, you might as well make sure like it's a big glass. Yeah. Right. If it's one glass a day, make sure you can pour the whole bottle in there and you're still within the perimeters. I actually did lip syncing TikTok. Mm -hmm, It's mm -hmm. like, I'm actually only drinking one time a week. I mean, except for like Friday, Saturday. So three times a week. Well, then Thursday, because Thursday is like, ah, you know, so fun. So four days a week. But then there's always a birthday. So five days a week. One of those birthdays turns into a brunch the next day then six days a week. So yeah, you know, like only six days a week, you know, mellowing out. We're, we're becoming oh, adults. Like I, was, I need to go to, I'm not good at TikTok. I'm not good at videos. Like I can go into my stories and create stories all day and talk yeah. just like I'm talking to you here. But when it comes to recording videos, like the reels really and bad. The but this one is a good one. I yeah, might she get talks really fast. So it took me a okay. long time to get it, it because she talks so fast, but I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Oh my gosh. Like I just, so everybody, I just cut my hair. By the time this comes out, you'll already see all of the mess, all of the things. So shaking my head, it's like so weird because I'm like, there's nothing going on. You feel it. Right <laughs> I look gorgeous. I love it. You're just radiant. So oh, I love it. You. Well, I'm super excited because you're doing some really, really cool things. And I think it's super, super important. So you are the owner and creator because you're actually creating your own skincare line. Yes. A clean skincare line. Yes. So I'm super excited because I want to hear how that comes about, what you're doing, you know, like all of that. So before we get into the skincare part, like Uh what even growing up, because I'm somebody who growing up, I always washed my face. Like my friends would always get mad at me because they said I never broke out and everything. I always felt like, first of all, I think a lot of it has to do with genetics. Yes. But also I might fluctuate in weight and I might be a little chunky, but I always, my face is always on point. <laughs> on point, girl. Like I always <laughs> make sure like I wash my face in the morning and the evening. I, that was one thing that I don't even know where I picked that up that I always... Yeah was fascinated with was that something you were fascinated with when you were a kid well my mom actually and and talking about weight let's just say that we have a healthy relationship with our bodies because you might talk about your weight I talk about my cellulites and how much they love me and they just stick with us and that's okay you know what I mean so let's literally but our face <laughs> yes they like stick with me they don't go away but that's love right there, you know, but about my face, my mom, uh, she was always one putting on like Avena, like the oatmeal um, face yes. mask and washing her face with ponds. You know, back then there wasn't too many choices other than ponds and maybe yeah. Revlon um, and this powder called Maha powder. I don't know if you ever saw it, yeah. but she would always tell me, Anna, there's three rules. And she was like obsessed about this with me three rules uh, for taking care of your skin and is make sure you're wash it, use a toner and a moisturizer always. And I'm thinking I'm like three years old at this age learning this. So since then, I think it was a traumatic experience that has been very helpful growing up because those three rules, I don't break it at all. I can be tired. I have never gone to sleep with makeup at all or gone to sleep without washing my face, my Same. body, maybe once in a like while. But... Really... <laughs> Even when I was younger and I would get drunk because yeah. I, 
I know people probably think I get drunk. I don't. I drink wine, but I don't like being out of control. I, I'm too much of a control freak now to get drunk, quote unquote. But my mom used to sell Jaffra. Do you remember Jaffra? Oh, yes. My mom sold that too. I wore that thing all over the body. Yes. Oh my God. I still love their their um almond. They had like an almond body oil. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. I need to get that. I yeah, I remember it. when I was little, See? she used to sell it. So yeah. I used to be like getting into all that stuff. But I agree, like no matter what, I always wash my face. Unless I pass out somewhere, you know, like if mm-hmm. I'm on my couch and I fall asleep on my couch, once I wake up, I will go directly to wash I my wouldn't, face. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to continue to go through the night. I'm going to sleep. Like yeah. that. I can't. I can hear my mom in my head. I'm telling you, it's, it's, I'm scarred. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome that your mom was into beauty and everything. Was she darker complected as well? Did she find things that no, were... No, she's not. No, my mom is light skin. Well, now she's darker because of the sun, obviously. But she's light skin. And my daughter is really light skin with very straight hair. Both of them have like heavy jet black straight hair, not a wave on her on their hair. Not like we're this, right? Yeah, we're the opposite. Like yeah. I had to braid my daughter's hair last night while it was wet because she wanted some sort of wave. And honestly, by the time she combed this morning, it was gone. But Aww. yeah, but my mom is light skin. I mean, I'm just like listening to you. Like I keep thinking of my mom growing up, right? And yeah. the skincare stuff that she would do. I don't know if she'd actually do skincare, but I was fascinated watching her do her makeup growing up. I grew up in like my formative years. I graduated in high school in 1995, but my formative years were definitely like 80s. So, you know, that 80s, heavy, crazy makeup. That's what I would watch, like just sitting on the toilet, watching my mom. Toilet clothes, not going to the bathroom. Let me just reference. Just sitting there being fascinated. See, my mom and the other hand, I love makeup and I put on a little bit. Sorry that the lighting here is a little wacky, but I put on a little bit of makeup and I like to put on, I love makeup, but she, other than lipstick, she really didn't put makeup on. It was more about kind of like doing aerobics, you know, 1980s. That's what she's doing. Yeah. Jazzercise. Do you remember Jazzercise? Yes, she did that. And she would go also lift weights and take care of her skin and her body a lot. And what she ate, never drank. I've never seen my mom drink even beer. But uh, she didn't do her makeup for her. It was just her night routine. Washing what her kind face. of impression did that have on you as a child? Because I know like when you see, you pick up habits as a child, right? Uh-huh. And you base it on your parents oftentimes. Uh-huh. So seeing your mom be like really about the skincare and working out and doing the jazzercise and everything. What kind of impression did that, do you think that left you as a child? Did you have any thoughts about that? Well, my mom was a single mom, even though she was married in the sense that I think while my dad lived in the Dominican Republic and they were married, I probably saw him like five times and they were married because he always chose jobs that were out of town. So I saw my mom as a very strong woman because she was having to raise the four of us. She had un colmado, a bodega in Dominican Republic, and she would wake up uh five in the morning, go to sleep sometimes at 12, and she would still do the workout in her routine. So to me, she was a fighter. So to see how strong she was, it was a role model to me. It was like, wow, my mom can do that. And she always included me. It was fun for her and it was important. And I think that's how she kept her mind sane because she had yeah. so much going on. And emotionally, this was in the Dominican Republic. So pressure that's was heavy crazy. on her. Yes. Yeah, the like, strongest that's... person. I know. My mom was a single mom till I was almost four, like three, almost four. So Mm -hmm. I think of all the things that she went through 
mm-hmm. how much help, right? Because you like we had help, thankfully, from my grandparents and everything. But yeah. I mean, look at me. I'm amazing. No? <laughs> yes, you are. Say it, girl. Own it. <laughs> Come I on, am amazing. And so are you, right? You know, it's so yes. hard sometimes for us to say no. that, right? I sent a text to someone the other day saying that. I'm like, listen, he was making fun of me because I went to test greenhouse. I don't mean to go sidetrack. No, girl, we that's need what to we recognize do. that we, yeah, we need to recognize when we're amazing. So we're working on a project and networking. And this is someone that I do co-hosting with in Clubhouse and a mentor of mine. And we were working on a project and he was making fun of me because like, oh, now you're spending all this time trying to find out a green, green room too, which is something like Clubhouse. And then I sent him a text with everything that I had gotten done for a project. And I'm like, listen, I created an email, the Twitter and all this stuff while in Greenhouse. You know why? Because I'm Wonder Woman. That's right. <laughs> and that's what I told him. Own it. We need to own it. We do so much and we take on on so many other negative things. What our mind tells us, what we perceive people think and what people do decide to voice when they voice out their opinion that we need to tell ourselves we are wonderful. Yeah, because I agree with you. We this. need to do that. Mm-hmm. So growing up in the Dominican Republic, when did you move to the States? I was 13. And where did you live with your kids? I was 13. I moved to New York. I was in New York for four years during high school. And then I moved to Miami. And I've Wait, been here since. Your whole family moved to New York? No, it was just my me and my three brothers, the youngest being three years old with my dad, because, you know, we did the whole resident thing and he brought us over. So I ended up at age 13 becoming the parents. So my brothers, no sister. Because your mom stayed in the Dominican. Because my mom stayed in Dominican Republic another four years by the time she had her documents. So, I mean, my dad then did get married again, but then that only lasted a year. So I went back (laughs) to my job of being the mom. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, at 13. What was that transition yeah. like going from the Dominican Republic to New York? I mean, first of all, I would imagine, well, I guess it depends on what part of New York. What part of New York did you move to? <laughs> Bronx. So how Bronx, I am, Tremont. there was all this controversy, right? About in the yeah. Heights and stuff about Washington Heights. So yeah. I have- It was not the Latina section. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. what kind of area did you live in? in the it Bronx? was more African-American. To me, it was a change, obviously- but we were well received by the neighborhood. I would say I never had an issue in high school. And I remember all the streets looking alike and I was afraid of getting lost. However, I do not feel that it was like a tough transition. Like I don't remember feeling sad of missing. Obviously I missed my family, but I guess because I, I realized getting to New York with my dad, my youngest brother being three, the one before him was only like six. And then my oldest brother's three years older than me, I realized I needed to fall into a role for my brothers. So I really didn't have time to process like, oh, I'm in this country. I miss my friends. It's kind of like, oh, shoot, how do I cook rice? <laughs> for me, it's yeah. kind of like, oh, okay, now I got to oh, wait. Everybody's rice. And it's hungry. Like, I guess I need Everybody's to hungry. And why are the chicken thighs so big? <laughs> <laughs> I like how that was one of your thoughts. Yes, to the point that I remember today, because I remember that with the, the drumsticks and everything was the size of a half a chicken in the Dominican Republic. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? So, yeah, I didn't have time to be like sad and feel like a big transition. I think I embraced it. And up to this day, I still continue with the same attitude of embracing changes. That was a big initiation for me. Yeah. The only constant yeah. in life is change, right? Yes. yes. I used to work for at a long time ago. And everything would mm-hmm. always change all the time. So we used to joke 
that AT&T mm-hmm. stood for at this time because something's yeah. always going to change. Well, the father of my kids, my ex-husband, he worked for AT&T for a very long time. Oh, really? So I, I totally understand. Yeah. So look, yeah, we even have that in common. Look at that. I know. Yeah. I know. Yes. So when you moved to the States, did you speak English mm-hmm. or did you have to learn English when you got here? That's another interesting thing. And I don't want to sound weird, but I always felt that I would move to the United States. So I started learning English at a very young age. I think I was around five. And obviously, when you get to the United States, it's not the same that when you're in the Dominican Republic. But I always applied myself to learning English because almost like in my heart, I knew that one day I would go to the United States. So it made it easier for me, the transition. And I was able to um, capture everything pretty, pretty fast and defend myself in a way. Yeah. So, so how yeah. did you teach yourself? Were you, was it by TV shows? I was or reading a you- lot. Yeah, I would TV shows. I was reading a lot of books. I had a dictionary. <laughs> I had a dictionary. So I would go through the dictionary. And then when my mom saw like, she's serious about this, then uh, there was a guy around my neighborhood and he tutored me. He decided to tutor me. And I had the most heartbreaking experience with him because he was having a bad day and he was testing me on 20 words. And I knew all this vocabulary and I missed one word and he failed me. And up to this day, I remember that the word was to put. <laughs> oh my God. To put. And he failed me just right that. You know, it's so He was having funny. a bad day about like Spanish and English, right? Is in, mm-hmm. in Spanish, everything like the original form of the word is always has the two in front mm-hmm. of it. To sweep, mm-hmm. to put, to place, to shop, to eat, to whatever. Exactly. But then in English, that's not how, you know, at least in American English, it's not, we don't put two in front of all. It's just, it's just exactly. cook, sweep, you know, without the... Well, but he was, mm-hmm. he was teaching me the verbs. And now I remember... There was this book that a lot of the people that couldn't afford going to English school in the Dominican Republic, it was just called Basic English. So it would start with the verbs and it was a list of verbs. And that was one of them. And I remember it took me a long time. and I couldn't remember the verb to put just poner and he failed me. But regardless, I always had a feeling <laughs> I would move one, to the United States and I yes. started, yes. And I started learning English at a very young age and I would go and sign up myself for classes because you could do that in Dominican Republic. Like literally you don't need your parents. You just go and sign up. And I did. (laughs) I think that used to be a case long time ago. It used to be, not anymore. Yeah. But But I think that's awesome. I don't think that's weird at all. I think sometimes we just know, right? We just sometimes know this is not going to be our forever or this is going to be our forever. Did you graduate from high school in New York and then move to Miami or did you move to Miami still in high school? I moved to Miami in my last year of high school. Oh my gosh. Which was very depressing. Oh my God. Horrible. It was worse moving to Miami than it was to move to New York. Why is that? The change. The change was worse. To me, I felt that more, even though Miami is considered to be a lot of like Dominican Republic, but not really because you don't see people on the street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody catches the bus. And this is where I came to. And it was rough for me. I think it took a good, almost two years for me to adjust living in Miami the people were different because you don't have the sense of community like you had in New York I didn't have the sense of community that I had in New York and then from the Bronx I moved to the Heights of town Manhattan and there you really feel the bit again (laughs) (laughs) so and here like I came and nothing to do with the different nationalities is great and um but still to this day to me New York is home besides Uh obviously the Dominican Republic to me like I go to New York and I'm home so you just have like that I mean I'm yeah, I embrace Miami. So I don't want the people to think from Miami like, oh my God, so ungrateful. No, I love it. But it was a really, it took me two years to feel embraced 
by mm-hmm. Miami. No, I get that. You because yeah. I grew up here. And now San this Diego. is home, obviously. But Yeah, mm-hmm. I grew up here in San Diego and it's definitely different, right? Growing up in a suburb mm-hmm. of a big city and... Mm-hmm we had the kind of that sense of community because I was involved in sports. I was in, but like my neighbors were always there. So that's kind of how we created our community was through the different sports that we were involved in. And then mm-hmm. we would all be around different people or around like everybody that was part of that world. But I look at stuff like when you're in New York and everything, and that's just so different. It I think different. there's just something about that, like that energy and everybody being, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not ever going to experience that in that way because I didn't grow up there. Right. But I think it's just so awesome. I I don't know. I'm envious a little bit because as much as I loved growing up in San Diego, there just seems to be when you're in a place like New York, Mm -hmm. there's just this sense of power. There's this, yeah, there's just a sense of community, the sense of what, I don't know how to even explain it. You feel powerful walking down the streets in New York. Not powerful. I'm going to say, you know, the Hamilton, mm-hmm. the music yes. Hamilton, obviously done by the same person by uh, Manny. In my well right? Yes. I can never say the whole name, but my kids know it. Even though I listen to all the songs and I love the, the play. But um, it says in New York, you can be a new man. Yes. You know, and it's true. In New York, when you land to New York, you feel I can be whoever I want to be. And then obviously the words of Alicia Keys in her song, New York, you know, you really feel that if you have, have you been there? Uh, yeah, I've been a been couple of times. It's so, been a okay, while. But if you, especially if you lived there, like I would walk in downtown and you see the people just passing by, you know, yeah, there's a lot of rudeness sometimes and it's everywhere, you know what I mean? But you feel empowered by the city, by the lights, by the rush. I love it. I get to New York and if I'm there 10 days, I'm on adrenaline for 10 days. That's awesome. No, you know, and I took the subways and everything. I was like, no, I'm going to find my way. Like Mm -hmm. my cousin lived there, so he doesn't live there anymore. He's now in Chile. Now I forget Mm -hmm. where he is. Well, anyway. They have good wines in Chile. Yeah, I've had some couple, a couple of Chile wines. But like he used to live there. So my sister went to school in New Jersey one year. And so we went and then we took, you know, we went to the metro, took it, took the train into the city and then caught the subway into because he lived in um, Brooklyn at the time, riding around in the subway and riding. I don't, I just felt like, yes, there was just this energy that I love. Childlike excitement. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm not going to get lost. I'm going to figure out where we're going to. And I did look, I follow, if my cousin told me where I needed to go, I went, took his exact instructions. But then if I needed to go somewhere else, I was like, hey, I would look at it to see. And then I would ask for confirmation and people like, oh, you know, have you been here before? And I'm like, no, apparently I'm just a natural at taking this up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just a natural. It's just, it's just when I landed in New York, the spirit of the New Yorkers landed on me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I instantly... I knew what I had to do. Yeah. You know, I have my favorite places in New York that I must go when I go to New York. There are places that I just must go. I spent a lot of time walking around downtown because my doctors were there. I was diagnosed with lupus at an early age and I would have to go to downtown for my doctors. Back then, there wasn't much that people knew about the illness. So there were only a few specialists and I walked around downtown a lot. So when I visit New York, there are places that I must go. It's a must. Like there are family yeah. members that I probably won't see, but I must <laughs> but go as to long those as places. I visit, 
this pizza yeah. place oh, yeah, on literally. Golden. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, pizza. Yeah, that's my favorite, my favorite junk food. <laughs> We went yes. to the pizza place, right? Like right at the end of the Brooklyn Bridge, basically like under the Brooklyn Bridge. Mm-hmm. I forget what it's called. Man, that was... So it's cool. the one that has the slice, the size of like the box. Like, Yeah, it's huge. It's ridiculous. It's amazing. It was so good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my God. So yes. And then you can say like, you don't have to say I ate half a pizza because it's a slice. Of course. It's the size of the box of the pizza. One slice of pizza. One slice, just like my one glass of wine being a full (laughs) bottle. Like you don't have to disclose because it's just one. You know, let's just pour a little bit. I don't see you drinking. Oh yeah. No, I have mine. I have mine here. I got it. I got it. So I know you were doing something else and you are actually still still doing something else while you're creating this the skincare line. What are you doing right now? Because I can, I okay. forget. And then mm-hmm. what was the point where you were like, you know what, there's something missing from skincare. And it's something mm-hmm. that I can bring to the table. Yes. Well, actually, it wasn't even me. And thank you so much. And congratulations of being so well informed. Because between Clubhouse and everything I do, people are like, I know you have your skincare line, but what else do you do? So you're very well informed. Thank you for that. To cover that, I do work for a company for uh, curly hair and I do the influencer marketing campaigns, et cetera. And she's my friend. And the reason I started my skincare company, it wasn't even me. It was all born from my illnesses. I realized I had gone to a homopathic doctor and he did a test on my arm with iodine. And he said, well, let's see my thyroid. I was having issues with my thyroid. I currently only have half of my thyroid which is functioning at 100% once they removed the other portion. But I fought like for four years to keep half of my thyroid. And when I went to this doctor, he did a patch test on my arm right here um, with iodine. And he said, do not make sure you don't, don't get it wet. Don't scrub it off. You need to write down the time where we put in this on and write down the time that it goes clear, that your skin goes back to normal because that tells me how fast it's absorbing into your body. When I did that, the iodine absorbed in three hours. It started as an orange color and it went back to the color of my skin. And that's when I realized that literally the skin is absorbing everything I take. So I started learning about ingredients in skincare and I was one that I would spend easily. I remember that was like 10 years ago when it happened or eight. And I remember spending a hundred dollars on a serum back then. And I'm thinking, wow, the things that I'm putting into my body is going into my body. And I started learning about thyroid and the autoimmune system and how some of the fragrances are one of the most detrimental things for bodies. And I love perfume and I still use perfume once in a while, not as before, because before I would put it like all the points that you put it, actually, they go directly into your bloodstream, you know, because they say, put it behind your ears and behind your knees. Those things go directly into your bloodstream. And that's when I realized I needed to change my skincare. I started creating it at home. Then we moved to Texas for a year. I started following Instagram, got big. Well, it was starting to grow. And I started following the girl with the curly hair. Her name is Marion and Bounce Curl, which is the company I work for. She's also my business partner. And started using her products. And one day she said, guys, my face is breaking out and I don't know what to do. And I'm like, let me send her a DM. And I'm about to make a batch of my stuff for me to use. Let me say she wants it, but you know, she has money. She ain't going to want this thing. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> what does what you think? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, whatever. Oh, Anna, naturally. Ridiculous. Like whatever. They're not going to, they're probably not even going to see my message. Exactly. Right. Well, she has seen it a few times, but I'm like the girl is too busy, but I'm like, Hey, you know, and you try not to be like pushy. So I'm like, listen, I'm about to make a batch for myself. And 
it works for me. Would you like to try it? And she DM me like, yeah, for sure. And then I created like a whole routine of the oils that she needed to use and I couldn't send it to her. And she's like, well, is this work? We're making this, we're selling it. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, girl, you rich. You ain't going to spend time with me. Like, whatever, you know, <laughs> like I'm literally thinking this, but she's the most humble person, the most awesome person. Then I, then like three weeks later, I, I'm having dinner with a friend and my phone goes off that Marianne has tagged me on a post. And in this post, she's showing, showing her before and after and talking about how we're going into business. And I'm having my, and I'm eating dinner <laughs> with my friend and I'm like, what is wrong we are <laughs> and i'm like this is awesome i'm like no way i still couldn't believe it and just like what were you at it i'm like i'm in dallas i was in dallas for that year and um just a transition in my life and she came to meet me and then we started this whole process so that's where it was born it was born from a, the empowerment of another woman and that's why i'm so strong about empowering other women and paying it forward so she believed in me first before i believed in myself she said girl you have a story you have a great product and people need to know this and they need to know why you do it. So we did. And here we are creating that is, more. So yeah, that's when how you were doing it, how were you like when you were mixing and feel, how mm-hmm. were you figuring out? Because most yes. people would think, don't you need scientists to do that? Don't you need this? Don't you need well, that? Like, how are you yes. trying to, how are you figuring out what you needed to create these things? I had the honor of growing up with my great grandmother being in our family. My great-grandmother passed away. We think she was around 100 years old, like legally, but we don't really know when she was um, really like in the Dominican Republic, you were born. And whenever you got to the city, that was your birthday. Legally, she was 100 years old. So I was able to learn a lot of herbalism, how herbs and oils worked and food because of her. So to me, doing things naturally was always natural for me. So it wasn't hard. And then I do have a background as a professional chef. I'm a professional chef. And all this of mixing oils and ingredients and emotions was easy for me to understand it because of that background. So the experience that I had with my grandmother, plus my experience as a professional chef and a pastry chef for both uh, type of cuisines, because it's two different ones, I was able to put it together. And that's how I started mixing my things. So it's amazing. My mom always said, Anna, learn everything you can because you never know what you're going to be, you know, using as a living or doing for a living. And I did. That's how we came along. But I do work hand on hand with the chemist, which I say, these are the, the natural ingredients. These are the oil. This is the emotion. And then she would put the touch of, okay, these are the percentages that we need to do. And these are the stabilizers. And obviously I'm very hands-on. I work hand on hand because I want to make sure that there is no artificial fragrances, which makes it really hard and a very long process to work on a product because you're constantly having to test and to adjust. And the skin takes about 27 days for you to see a change in your skin from a product that you're using, unless it's a very strong chemical, it might take 27 days. So between testing and changing the the fragrances, there's not too many natural fragrances. It takes a long time, but I do work hand in hand with a chemist. However, I will be soon taking my certification to do my own formulations. Oh my God. Yes. Well, premiere. I have not announced that even in my stories. So you get to be the first. You heard it here yes. first. You hear it here first. So you get to be the first. I start next month. Yeah. Yes. So when you're talking about like looking at skincare from a holistic point of view. Correct. Mm-hmm. I feel like holistic can be a, like one of those words, to, right? So let me, t- so let me tell me like from your point of view, what, how you're seeing that. Yes. I'm glad you brought that up because you're right. Holistic. When people say holistic, it's sometimes when they don't have a word to wrap up what they need to say. 
to me, science and nature can work together to create the best for your body, for your skin. So it doesn't, my point on all this is to make sure that the ingredients that I'm used is something that I can safely put on myself because I have multiple autoimmune system uh, problems. I have lupus, fibromyalgia, my thyroid, and we can go on for a few hours. If you do a medical podcast, then I'll be your <laughs> test subject. So for me, it is important that the women that are putting this on are number one, getting the ingredients that are clean and are, are not going to affect our health. But I do believe that science and nature can work together. So also holistic to me is for people to feel beautiful at the same time that they saying, okay, this is not going to hurt me. This is not going to turn later on and be like, oh my God, I have a rash. Well, some people can be sensitive that can create a rash. So make sure you patch test. But it's not like, oh my God, I put this on and suddenly I found out that the fragrance is what's causing my thyroid to fail. So holistic can be many things. But for me, it's important that they get ingredients that are not going to make them sick, that are not going to make a situation worse and that they feel beautiful. At the end of the day, I want people also to be natural. I try not to use a lot of filters, like even on my pictures of my stories, because I want people to feel whole. That is holistic, to feel healed inside where you can accept. Just like you said, skin, your skin is mostly genetics. Yes, I want people to understand that we're going to have blemishes, that we're going to have wrinkle. But if you're putting things that are being healthy for you, that are being uh, healing from the inside out, that's what matters. To me, that's what matters. And to feeling whole, that's why I named my company Amore 360, because I want people to feel whole in the sense that is loving. Honestly, it doesn't even have to do anything with, with skincare. It's loving yourself, half of that circle, that 90%, you know, that 180 is loving yourself. So then you can go that extra 180 and love others. But you first have to love yourself. To yeah. me, that's the holistic part. Oh, loving I oneself love that. to extend it and love one another. That's the full circle. That's holistic. To behold oneself. And honestly, when we feel beautiful, we feel awesome. whole. I think that's totally awesome because especially in, in these particular times, and look, it's not mm-hmm. like women are not always have been objectified in various ways and used in or not used, not or I'm sure used at some point, but we're always looking at one another to see like, am I good enough? Am I, and I'm not going to lie. So I was having this conversation with one of my friends when I was in Dallas, actually. He has a ton of like, he has like over 40,000 TikTok followers or whatever. The point being is I've stopped using filters as well because I think it's super important that people recognize that this is what a normal face looks like. Without all of the filters, without all of the things. I know we all get insecure sometimes and even seeing, even for me knowing I don't get my eyelashes done besides my mascara. I don't have any fillers in my face. I've not ever gotten, actually, I was talking to my hairdresser earlier and Mm -hmm. she's like, have you ever gotten Botox? I said, no, I'm not opposed to it, but I just not, I've not ever done it. Correct. Um, I've not ever gotten any fillers in my lips or anything. I mean, you can see my lips. I have full lips. I have, you know, full lips. I have, and yes, girl. And now you see all of these people getting eyelash extensions and Botox and fillers and this and that, or even I've been like randomly, I've kind of been like, oh my gosh, like, do I yeah. not look pretty? Am I not pretty? Like, am, am I, I not, not pretty? pretty? Yes. Yeah. I understand. And I'm thinking I am 40 freaking three years old. Why yeah. am I, why am I having these thoughts? I mean, it's natural. We're human. We're going to have these things, but yeah. 
even now, because of all of the things that people are getting in procedures and look, if that makes you feel good, that makes you feel good. Right. I'm not here to like bash anybody. Yeah. I'm not knocking it either. You know, but I'm like, for me, I just want people to know they're beautiful. Yes. inside is who they are, their power, you know, that the strength of waking up and saying life sucks today, but I got up and I fed my kids and took them to school. You know what I mean? So I totally get you. And I use filters sometimes because of the lighting in my house is really bad, as you can mm-hmm. see that now. But for the most part, and a lot of my pictures, I don't because I want people to, I was always afraid that people would see me on Instagram and not recognize me in real life. I know it sounds weird. So to me, it's like, this is who I am. This is like my forehead because of my lupus. Sometimes it would get a little dark. It would get a little like patchy. It's okay. Like if we normalize this thing, people will feel more comfortable showing who they are, not who they think people want them to show, you know? So to me, that was important. I don't have anything against Botox or anything like that. My friends, they do it and they look amazing. I'm like, oh no, that hurts. I'm too scared. You know what I mean? More (laughs) than anything. It's not even like, oh, I won't do it because that's not natural beauty. I'm like, no, that looks painful. And then I think, then I got to pay again in three months to do it. I can't, I don't want to. Like, I want to go on vacation and enjoy my life. I'm not like, cheap. Um, you know what I mean? I'm too cheap. I to work hard that. for my money. Yeah. I'm like, I'm too cheap. I'm broke. You know, I work too hard for my money. So, and I don't use the word broke because what we say is important, but I, that's how I play around with my friend. But I totally agree with you. I think that I want to normalize that of saying, I am powerful. And that makes me beautiful because I think that when you see those things in yourself, it is something that I've been working through a lot in the past two years. And it's not even using the word, I am happy. In Spanish, is plenitud, which is almost like when you feel complete. It's that Mm -hmm. when you feel plentiful, when you feel, it's not even happy. It's mean to feel complete even when you're sad. Like To feel complete, fulfilled. Yes, even if you're broke. Even if you're having a bad day that you can say, I am well with myself. You know, and in Spanish, I like the word plenitud. And I use it a lot because... There are days that they just stink. You know what I mean? Like, like they they just didn't go well. And I'm also the type of people that I think it's okay to live for tomorrow what you couldn't accomplish today. Make sure that it, you live in it because you couldn't accomplish it, not because you didn't try to do it. It's two different things. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. But there were things that we just can't get to get to do today. And we punish ourselves for that. Don't punish. Stop punishing yourself for stuff. That's another thing that we do and will make us ugly. You know, so embrace who we are because our girls are watching. And, and they need to be loved for who they are. And it's something that I'm embracing myself. And whoever comes to my life needs to take me how I am with my craziness. Like if you watch my stories yesterday, I was complaining because the filter was making my lips too big. And I'm like, I don't need my lips to be too big. And then I figure out there's a level for it. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, now yeah. this works. But even filters would seal up your lips. And I'm like, what's up? Oh filters my with Botox. It's crazy. What Nothing against this to whoever's they- listening. They make yeah. you look like a different person. Like you said, you don't want somebody to find, meet you in person and be like, yes. that's not what you look like. Who are you? Exactly. I love it when people say, oh my God, you look just like in your Instagram. I'm like, yes, right that's now, the biggest compliment. Right now, nobody would probably recognize me from the back because yeah. I have, li- I've completely well, now you have short hair. my hair. Yeah. yeah. My yeah. hair is short. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't believe you it. Look, well, you look wonderful. For those that can go I to her Instagram. It. And oh, today I is June. It. So by the time this comes out. My haircut will be old news by yeah. the time this comes out. Um, Listen, in my stories, I even talk about my cellulite. You know why? Because just in case I happen to be somewhere at the beach and they see that I have cellulite. I warn you on my stories that I have a nice relationship with my cellulite people and they love me. And it's hard to find 
a committed relationship. Like my cellulites are committed to me. So I'm faithful to them too. <laughs> okay. You know what? I'm going to start sharing that and be like, you guys, I'm not going to complain about my cellulite because it is the most committed relationship that I have been in my entire life. Yes. Yes. Like, you know, even when you try to get rid of them and then like, I'm sticking with you. I mean, literally through thick and thin. Okay. <laughs> because I lost like 10 pounds and I went to put up my pants and I'm like, I don't get it. How come my pants are tight? I can't close my pants, but the weight says I lost 10 pounds, right? What's up with that? And then I saw that it was satellites. And I said, you girls, you love me. You got me. I got oh my you. Gosh. I that got is you. such a positive way. <laughs> like really try, talk about turning yeah, I something that we normally look at negatively <laughs> into a positive. I love that. Yeah. We're going to have to start some sort of hashtag in regards to that. Yes. I you know, like hashtag my cellulite loves me. <laughs> yes. And I love them back. And sometimes oh. you can't reveal them. Women need to know that some things are genetic. Acne is yeah. a lot of the times genetic. Mm-hmm. You might not be able to get rid of it, but how you feel inside is going to make a difference. How you see yourself is how people see you. How you present Absolutely. yourself is how people see you. I tell my daughter, I was just telling my daughter, when you go to a party and you feel beautiful, once you walk through the door, stand, wait five seconds, wait for people to turn around and then walk in. And that's Ooh, how you make an entrance. <laughs> you're, you're teaching her that movie walk, that movie Girl. entrance. It's just like, oh, mom, I couldn't do that. I don't like attention. I'm like, I don't like attention unless I look good and I'm dressed up. <laughs> Girl, okay. I'm telling you, I told my hairdresser, I'm like, I have to go somewhere today. Yeah. And people know. would think I'm shallow, but if you follow me and you see my stories, I'm not shallow, but I do believe that these are the things no, that are I don't powerful. Think shallow. Empower I think us and make us feel beautiful. Uh, oh my God. I think thank you, you are so much. Fabulous. Is oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> so I want to kind of touch on something because I actually have family members who have lupus as well. Okay. So when you're talking about all of these things that get absorbed mm-hmm. into your skin, when you have okay. things like autoimmune challenges and everything when you're putting stuff onto your skin, is that affecting mm-hmm. it? Our skin is an organ. Right. I saw a post Largest someone organ. say like, right. yeah, someone is like, oh, it's nothing going to your skin. Yes, it does. It's an organ. Okay. So what happened is there are what's called disruptors to our endocrine and endocrine. Sometimes I get it confused for this endocrine in Spanish. Correct. So those little things, little by little, in an accumulation, because obviously it's not like you put perfume on, so suddenly your whole system is disrupted. But the constant years of doing that, maybe the artificial fragrances, the, the the bad ingredients that would clog your pores or that would go directly into your bloodstream, little by little, they do make little changes in your DNA. So that's what causes things to get a little bit worse. Not everything out there is bad. Please don't think that I'm saying everything out there is bad. And then you'll see me in my story putting my new perfume, which I do have because I still like it. It's really hard to find perfumes that are not with artificial fragrances that smell delicious and last forever. But it's just everything with balance and moderation. You know what I mean? So they could get affected and some things might make it a little worse or even get it aggravated. So they do have to be careful what they put on, you know, and what they eat. Gluten is a really thing that I eat in moderation because I do find it causes a little bit inflammation because an autoimmune issue is all inflammation in in your body and inflammation causes pain. That pain releases cortisol, that cortisol throws off your whole system. And it's like a chain reaction through that. So that does take a holistic approach from what you put on, what you eat, what you do and exercising. So it is. I agree with you on the perfume. I like to wear it once in a while. I don't normally wear a lot of perfume because Mm -hmm. I have 
I feel like very few perfumes smell good on me. Mm-hmm. I feel like oh. when I put perfume on, it smells like alcohol, like straight alcohol, like rubbing alcohol. Really? Yeah. So probably just it changes with people's body and personal chemistry. So yeah. So yeah. I know like something good for that you, smells then. beautiful on too. my friend. I'll spray it and I'm like, oh lordy, I need to wash my wrist. Like how I'm are other people perceiving your fragrance though? Is it you? Is it you knows perceiving that fragrance? Or are other people saying, Oh my god, yes, you do smell like rubbing alcohol? There's like, been a girl. couple times where I've like I smell like rubbing alcohol and they'll be like, Oh yeah, it does smell really different. Yes, pour that wine, girl. Pour that wine. I'm never supposed um, to go for anything I'm saying right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's just a d- dependent. I found a couple that mm-hmm. I really liked in the way it smelled. Like Vera Wang, mm-hmm. Vera Wang smells good on me. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's another one that only Nordstrom st- sells called Layla that smells okay. good. Okay, I'm trying to, uh-huh. And that's kind of the only ones that I know that like. I like, because if you, even if somebody doesn't think it smells like alcohol, if I smell it, I'm not going to be happy because that's yeah, all I'm going to be I think there's a difference be, between the eau toilette and perfume or something yeah. like that. I don't know the difference. Uh, I know this one the other. Perfume. Something like that. Yeah, one of those two. So find out which one is this is the toilet water. <laughs> Is doing it for you, or is the actual perfume? Because they, they make it sound. Cool, I did like know toilet, that the like, Layla one was eau de perfume, or however you say it. Sorry if you speak French. I don't I'm speak sorry, French. Please correct us. DM me and, and yeah. correct me. I'm You're talking to, to French. You know, a Mexican girl and a Dominican, Dominican girl, and like yeah, we, we don't know what we're saying. <laughs> we don't know what we're saying. Forgive us. Forgive us. Honestly, please just forgive you know. us. Um, one Americans. Yes. So what kind of products do you have? What kind of products do you have right now with Amor 360? Well, right now I have the oil and I have the jade roller because I do believe on clearing your lymph nodes and lymphatic system. But I'm about to approve four more, which is a cleanser with clay and other amazing ingredients, a toner that has also an ingredient that has not been used as much. And it's awesome because it's proven like scientifically proven to improve the texture of your skin and reducing your pores. That's another thing. For us to have open pores, big pores, it's not open, that's genetic. We can reduce the appearance, but we would never really shrink in completely where we have skin that looks um, like silk because that's also their genetics makes it look like that. And I'm not going to mention nationalities. So it doesn't become that. But, um, and then I have also a night cream and some other product that I'm working on to do like an exfoliating gel. So I have four more products, hopefully by the end of the year. Where I find like, I have to pay a lot more attention now to my neck and like my cleavage area, my decollete. Lately, yes. (laughs) Do your products work on those areas as well? Or do you have something different for those? No, no, no. You know what? I would just say, just add a little more because the skin really on our face is a little bit thinner, a little bit more delicate. It needs to be plumped a little bit more to make sure that while you're eating is also important just to make sure you don't try to lose a lot of weight fast either because that helps our elasticity. And obviously once it comes from the neck down to our chest, the skin starts getting a little bit thicker. It needs to be thicker. So I would say add a little bit more and make sure that you do a morning and a night routine. I'm finding myself also doing that because we don't. We put our face creams on our face and we don't even go down to our neck. We need to go down to our neck because the skin on our face is like, it's just a stain on our neck. So make sure that you put creams on your neck and extend it to your chest area. And when you're left putting all your screen, all your creams and things, 
don't wash your hands, rub it on your hands because our hands also very delicate, like our face. Mm -hmm. So you want to keep it young because the hands will show your age like really, really fast. Yeah. So once you're done putting your skincare, don't a lot of people go. Do you wash your hands after washing after yeah, your hands look amazing. Do you wash your face after putting your hand cream? Not your face, your hands. Like you wash your hands after putting your face creams because a lot of people do that. Well, during like when my morning routine, no, I don't. My night routine, because sometimes, because I usually will put lotion on my hands anyways Uh Uh before I go to bed. So Uh I honestly don't know how to, I I don't know. You'll be surprised. You might be automatically washing your hands because a lot of people, they feel like, just put all these products on my hands. Let me go rinse it out because they might feel like a little sticky or a little wet. No, make sure you put it on your hands and your elbows. Don't forget your elbows, people, because they get rough. You know what I mean? Oh, and yeah, your elbows yeah. and go to sleep Ooh, because nice. all that, yeah, all that, the same things that are regenerating your face are going to regenerate your hands and you're going to have nice soft hands. So just rub it on your hands. I do use product. vitamin C in the morning and a different vitamin C at night. I use like a vi- okay. like more of a... And then I use more of an oil, vitamin C mm-hmm. oil at night. And then I put like a face oil over it mm-hmm. for the nighttime. And then during the day. That reminds me, I need to send your oil. Girl, send that over. I'm sending that over. What are the things that you find that people make them, besides like using your products and not washing them off to use them on your hands? What are some of the things that you felt like you were able to address with the products that you're coming out with the products that you uh-huh. already have and you're coming out with that you didn't feel uh-huh. like were that have been addressed before. The oil that I have right now is a nourishing oil that works for so many things. And I even have a lot of men using it. Like I have women that suddenly I'm on their fourth, uh, they're on their fourth bottle in two months. And I'm like, are you drinking this? Are you putting it on your body? Because <laughs> like at the price, honestly, for your body, I wouldn't do that. And she's like, no, my husband uses it too, girl. Now my daughter uses it. Because it helps, especially like with sunburns. And even if you get burned, like cooking, you put it on and it will keep you from blistering because it's a nourishing and healing oil. It has protein oils. Now with the other uh, with the other products, I am addressing things like the cleaning and toning your pores with, um, I can't say the ingredient right now because it's not coming to my mind. Not, like, not because I'm um, keeping it secret. But oh, I was like, type ooh, of, um, secret. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm keeping it. Well, um, let's, do, oh, let's do that. Oh, it's a secret, guys. It's a I can't secret. say. You're just going to have to wait. Yeah, yeah you heard here first. But it is addressing the resurfacing of your skin without strong chemical acids. So that's one of them. The other one is using clay and oil to remove dirt. So you can strip the dirt, but not strip the oils of your skin. Because people think, oh my God, I got to wash my face. My face is so oily. If you have oily skin, the more you wash your face, the more oil your body is going to create, which is why people say, can I use your oil if I have oily skin? Yes, because when you put oil on your skin, you're telling your brain, your brain is receiving a message, it's hydrated, it has oil, I don't need to create more oil. So even people with acne, it will start creating That seems like it's totally opposite, but I can see where that... Exactly, but because your skin and your brain communicates. If your skin is dry... There are people that have acne, but have dry skin. So I am addressing all those things, the balance of the oil and the moisture on your skin, the exfoliation without having to use strong chemicals. So it's better to exfoliate sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you need a strong chemical, but if you don't, and you can do it slowly through a period of time, you know, it takes your skin about 27 days to resurface new skin. So when you're doing this gradually, it's long lasting. 
and with less effect of drying out your skin. So I'm trying to address different things that some of the harsher products and Obviously, it's a challenge to create it without additional fragrances because suddenly you have an ingredient that's like, oh my God, that stinks. How are we going to lower that? You know what I mean? And it's like, I really want that ingredient. But then people will be like, oh my God, but it stinks so bad. And it's like, you yeah, watch the good movie, for you. Um, what is it? That movie with Jennifer Lopez that came out in the last couple of years? Which one? Oh God, why is it? I called? think I've seen Second all her movies. Or- I love Jennifer Lopez. Me too. I love. She gets a lot of hate. I think she's powerful. I think, yeah, I think she's an a wonderful entrepreneur. She has many businesses. The girl knows what she wants, and she goes for it. People don't hate me for it, but J Lo, if you hear this, I got you. Um, Let's hope J Lo hears this and she hears how much. Yeah, yeah, I admire her. Like, come on my podcast. We'll drink one. Well, I'm sorry, you don't drink. And for her, she made her money, so she's kind of like. Yeah, but you're making me happy. Yeah. Anyway, so we weren't off subject, no. but Jayla, okay. if you hear this, that's what we can do I here. You, I defend you in all the conversations. I'm like, she can do, you know? Yeah. I do admire her entrepreneur. She's such an entrepreneur and, and really the way she just grabs opportunities and builds from it to me has always been amazing, starting from Selena. Anyway, going yeah. back to our wine, and our, I'm telling you, the wine makes me talk. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. No, the one of the things that you were that you had said in regards to you want, especially within the Latino community, right, to mm-hmm. want to take away the apprehension behind taking yes. care for self care in our communities because yes. so often we're taking care of everybody else. I'm going through that right now. I get that, but we need to take time, and that's and that's something that I'm working on. So yes. in regards to you know, right now I'm having to give a lot to my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not shared this, so I'm going to share right now. Ooh, I have I not get a shared premiere. this. Um, you know, my, my mom was re-diagnosed with breast cancer. Oh. And then my sister, my cousin's wife has lupus and she needed a kidney transplant. So my sister donated a kidney. It was like this, she's a, she was a match. Yeah. And, um, you know, we all got tested and whatever, but she was a match. Right. And she gave her kidney. So she was in the hospital, Mm -hmm. surgery, kidney. So there's been a lot of things in regards to like making sure everybody's okay. And I'm the oldest as well. I'm the oldest, but I know that if I don't step away, I'm about an hour, 15, hour and a half from my parents. So I'm not super Mm -hmm. far. I can drive there for like just a day if I need to. But the point of that was saying like, I knew that I would need to come home and replenish myself and take care of myself because if I cannot take care of myself I cannot help my family correct while we're going through all of these things so it's not selfish it's not like yes not selfish because I know for bringing that that up yes first of all I am sorry that you're going through this because that is a lot having to deal with your mom and at the beginning you spoke of how much you admire and the skincare and just those beautiful memories of watching her doing her makeup, you know, thank you for sharing that at the beginning. And now knowing that you're going through this, it is hard. And I, I pray and send you all type of energy that for healing for your mother, because it's a time where we see miracles happening through because of, of, of not only God, but also science has advanced. So I do pray and hope that we will see her through. And then I have to send her an oil too, because she takes care of her skin and, I, and and also, you know, your family member dealing with lupus. So thank you for sharing that. Um, but you're right. And I do have to say you are amazing because this is something that I share 
in Clubhouse four months ago when I met you, how important this was for me in our Latina community. So you're bringing it up. And I'm like, holy moly, she remembers. Like, I really have not had anyone interview me that remember all the things that you do or know all the <laughs> things that you do. So you're amazing on your research. But yes, you're right. This is important to me, like you said, to replenish yourself to take care of yourself, to not feel guilty. Because I think, especially because we're Latinos and we see our grandmother, great grandmothers, many of us have been blessed growing up around our grandmothers and mothers. And this creates a sense of responsibility for the people around us. And not only our children and our mother and our parents, but the whole neighborhood and whoever the neighbors knows. So we'll, we'll carry everybody's family. You know, like Tia, Tia is a lady that we see every five years, but she's Tia because somebody say she's Tia, okay? She's like, not yeah, even with my later. friends, you know their I mean? kids call me Tia J. Exactly. And we love that. That's because that's who we are. Our blood is not determined by who we really related to. It's just we're blood because we're Latinas and our Latina blood is hot like that, you know, and it's a yeah. magnet. But because of that, then it comes the side that because everybody's blood, I got to take care of them and I'm last. And we've seen it pass it down through generations. So with that, we carry the guilt of when it comes to making time for us, then we feel we're taking away from others. And we need to remember, and this is why I said Amar360 is all about loving yourself. You would think, Anna, what does has to do with skincare? Because when, you, when you're taking time to put things on your skin and you take those five minutes to wash your face, to put an oil, to smell it, you are taking care of yourself and you're showing love to yourself. If you don't love yourself, then how can you extend love or receive love, which is the hardest thing for us to do, is to receive love. And sometimes in that rest, we're able to love ourselves. And we also allowing other people to love us, to put into us, to let them know, I need you to love me. I need to be, my strength needs to be replenished. I am tired because we feel that we have to hold it for everybody together. And guess what? People get to get so used to seeing us holding it together that then they like, oh no, she can, she can handle it. And they forget to check on us. But guess what? It's our fault because when they want to check on us, I'm good. Don't worry. Let me take care of you. You need my help right now. So let me be here for you. I'm good. Don't worry about you. I am fine. So guess what? Then people are like, oh, she's fine. She can handle it. She can handle it. Just put a little more. Mm -hmm. They're not seeing the way. Just put a little more. So it is our job to say, I'm sorry, that's over the weight. It's okay to say no. You know, when we say no to people, we're saying yes to ourselves. And it is not selfish. And that's what we need to remember. That saying yes to ourselves, that's going to open up to saying yes to other people because then we're going to be full. And the way I see it is like, and I think I was just thinking about this the other day. And sometimes I'm like, I should make TikToks about this because I love talking. Not that I love my own (laughs) voice. Okay. Because I, I honestly don't even like my voice. But I like sharing. And I was thinking, I want to have a glass so full that it pours over. So whoever comes into my life can get to where I'm pouring over. And as a pouring over, whatever little bit is missing, they're not responsible to fill up my glass. But when they pour, we're overflowing together. They are not responsible for filling my glass on me then. Yeah. We're responsible for overflowing together. Absolutely. Yes. And that's how I see it. And that's holistic. That's a more 360 to me. And that's the message that I want to send to my Latinas. And that's why I do my my stories in Spanglish and English and Spanish. And I'm constantly going back and forth because 
I don't want to just leave it in the English community where English is where I move myself around the most and I'm most mm -hmm. comfortable. I want my Latinas to know this. I want our grandmothers, even at 80, to say, me siento plena. Mm -hmm. I feel fulfilled. Anna, this has been so awesome. And I want, before we like head into the last few questions and everything, I just want to say, you can Why tell- Why do you feel like you're going to make me cry? No, well, I'm just going to say, like, you can tell, like- with the passion that you speak, we've talked about your skincare a little bit, but we've been talking about the meaning of it more. And that's how I know that you're passionate about it. And that's what I love the name because you're truly about the whole thing. Like I need to love myself so I can love others. If I love myself properly, I can love others name. properly. Yes. Oh my gosh. It is. So just listening to you, and how much you're focused on the feeling that people should get, not just the product, but the feeling and how you're helping yourself. Like, thank you. Muchos besos. Seriously. Gracias. Like, it's thank so, you. I can see it, it when I, I can see it in your face. I can hear it in your voice. I'm Aww. sure people can hear it as well. Thank I want to respect your time, but also I need to ask a few more questions. So if there's something I didn't ask or anything else that you want to add that you can do that right now? Well, I just want people, this me meeting with you is not even, like you said, I think we talk so little about my company because it's not even promoting my company. I want people to know because you're giving me the opportunity that to share, and I feel emotional about this somehow, but to share for other women and for other Latinas, it's important don't feel like you're going to lose your business or you're going to lose what you have because you're pouring it out there. Don't feel like sharing your secret sauce is going to enhance somebody's sauce, but remove your flavor. Oh, Why okay. am I emotional? She's oh my God, I never get emotional. I love that. But no, I love the way you put that. Because like, we're stronger. Handing your we're secret really... sauce does not mean you're losing your flavor. That is, I love it's that. Not. There is plenty, there's so many different tastes for all flavors out there. And why am I emotional? <laughs> okay, this is also a premiere, people, because I really try to keep it together. So it's weird for me. It's actually, actually embarrassing for me to cry in public. But, but I want people to know that because this is what's going to make us stand out. That's, what, that's what's going to make us strong. We are a beautiful community. And sometimes... I see so many women say, I'm all for empowering women. But then when the women come along and say, girl, I got the gig. It's like, oh, I bet she got it with the tip I gave her. Can you, yo, so-and-so, do you know she went and shared this that I taught her? She didn't even give it credit. Forget the credit. Share the girl because you don't know what she went through to get yeah. that. Stop knocking each other down. If you know a lab, share it. If you know a distributor, Share it because there's so many people in this world and we all share it different. And what's appealing to you about me is totally, it totally repels somebody else. Yeah. But they, but it, they appeal to somebody else that I taught them the same thing. Yeah. And you have to care that they getting your message. You have to care that they care for why you care. How they get there, it doesn't matter, but that they getting it. And that to me is important. 
to me, it's not about my brand is low and it's small still because I need to put more time into it. But to me, it's the message. To me, it's the small community that I have, you know, and to me, it's the women that come to me and they're like, Anna, how do you do uh, an influencer marketing? I'm like, girl, this is how you do it. And this is the website. And this is what I use and use this model because it's cheaper. I don't care. Stop being greedy uh, with our sisters. Don't be greedy with our sister and share their wings because this is the thing. You asking to be successful, but then you hating your sister's success, success is not going to come to you. You hating what you're asking for. Yeah, I agree with that. I have that. friends who, look, yes. I've only been doing the podcast thing for just over a year now. And I have friends who've been doing it and end up on these amazing lists. And I'm not going to, I mean, I'm like, one, instead of saying, oh, I can't believe they're on this yeah. list. I'm like, I will send them a message. Oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you. This is so awesome. Because when if they made it, you can make list. it. Yes. yes. Like, I'm like, I'm going to be on this list too. Not yeah, in any way. I'm going like to replace you. you. I'm job. like, I'm going to be on here too. Yeah, you did the job and you opened the door for me. Great. Now I can walk right through it, girl. Thank you. Yes. Thank them girls that are getting ahead of you, even with what you taught them. Because yes. opportunities is out there. There's millions of people. There's not enough supporting each other and this fake women encouraging other women, but then I hating you in the back ain't working. Trust me, it's going to show up. It's not working. Absolutely. Sorry, so, I had to say it. No, it's true though. I mean, I know people that are very supportive and I know people who yeah. place. And you know, the ones that are real. Yeah. yeah. And you know, the ones that are real. So. And that's the thing. Like always your authentic self always comes out. People know mm-hmm. people aren't stupid. They mm-hmm. know what people really mean. You can fake real. Say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if people want to reach you or get in touch with you or order some products, how do they do that? Well, I have my store. Oh, if you go into Instagram, it's amore.360. Because some guy took Amore360 and I can't reach him to give me the name. Weird. And people started following him <laughs> thinking it was me. But it's amore.360. And let's just say it's a- amore with A-M-O-U-R. dot Correct. Yes. Amore.360. It just sounds really fancy. Everything in French for the French people that maybe thought we were like knocking them. Honestly, everything in French sounds sexy. So in <laughs> so Spanish too, it sounds And in sexy. Spanish too. I know even at, in, in our accent, it's like, oh, you sound, I go places and like, you sound exotic. I'm like, yes, my Latina accent. Man. <laughs> anyway, so, so yes, it would be a more that 360. My personal page is like my name, Anna Cabo. And then it has an underscore. Somebody else took that too. So that's how they can find me, Amore.360. My Anna, website before, is Amore360. Amore360, A-M-O-U-R. 360.com. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to say this. I am giving, I didn't tell you this, but I am giving you listeners 15% off. And hopefully by the time this release, we have all new products. So the code will be WINE360. Ooh, okay. I'll make sure to put that in the show notes. Yeah, I'll send that to you because I didn't tell you I wanted to let you know. Surprise! And it will be an open code without expiration because of you. So it won't expire because I want my Latinas to go out there and love themselves so they can express that love. So I will leave it open without an expiration and without limits. Anna, that is so sweet. So before we end, I always ask people, we start with the wine and we end with the wine. What is your favorite type of wine, red, white, or rosé? And do you have a specific kind of wine that you like more than others? 
red wine because wine, the white wine hates me because it gives me a headache. If not, I will be a fan. I, I try not to discriminate alcohol. <laughs> People <laughs> would think I'm, on a, I'm an alcoholic on my post because I always talk about drinking. I don't even drink that much. Like you said, I, I might do it six days a week, but that doesn't make an alcoholic. But anyway, red say. wine and I like Chianti for the most part, Shiraz. Oh, nice. And I do like one of my favorite ones is one from Chile, a Carmenere, which not a lot of people know about that one, Carmenere. Almost sounds like Cabernet, but it's not. It's Carmenere. So look it up. And I like it because the history behind it is that France gave Chile, obviously French people again, gave Chile a branch mm-hmm. for, of the vine. And then they got like, they all got infected with this thing, but the one, the one that went to Chile survived. So Chile has, is the only one who natively has this wine, Carmenere. It's C-A-M-E-R-E, I think something like that. But look it up. That's my favorite one. I will. But I prefer red. I prefer reds. And uh, I am so happy we did this. You are just such a light. You oh, are so you. passionate. I love, I know we had to reschedule. You were sick. Then actually I was bringing my sister home from the hospital yes, the last time. I so remember. I hope she's doing well. She is. She's yeah. doing very well. So it was, you know, we've had a, a couple of hiccups, but we finally got to do this. And I am so yes. happy. You guys, if you have Thank not you. followed Anna, please follow the code, the link, everything will be in the show notes. So make sure to go there and let's support these small businesses. Let's support our fellow Latinos and and black brothers and sisters and Asian black brothers, Asian brothers and sisters, because it's super important that we minority It's important. Yeah. Yeah, There's so many women in minority and men also that are trying to, I'm going to say this. Can I say it? Yeah. Please. From all these small companies, sometimes we go out there and we're buying from people that are already making millions of dollars and we don't mind spending 50, 60 dollars on one product. But then we see 30 dollars on people that have a small business, but we want a 50% discount. Can we please stop that? <laughs> Can we go and support because we got to remember that they spend more money. You, I don't know if you edit yeah. this or not, but it costs us small businesses. It costs us a more lot. to put a product out there. So remember when you're doing this and find out who they are, what they stand behind. There are so many organizations that I want to help myself and support them from your heart and spread them and tell all the people make us part of your gifting during Christmas or anytime possible you know and I do want to say thank you to you before we hung up we're not hung up but we finished this and don't say thank you for having me I am amazed by your research I love you I love your content I'm always laughing at your reels and everything that you put up and for me for me too yeah and I do not take it lightly that you asked me to be here today and to share me with your audience, to me, that is the biggest compliment anyone can give me is when they say, come and share with my audience. Because I think like that's, that's like the ultimate trust in, 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 in this type of social media to say, I want my audience to hear you to me. It's like, you do? Wow. Thank you. So thank you so much. Thank you for being you, for being amazing and sexy and wonderful and powerful. And, a, you know, remember, you are Wonder Woman. Or this is just a love fest. This is just a love fest. Well, we're going to continue the love fest offline, guys. Until next time. Saludos. Thank you, guys. Besos. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wine and Chisme podcast. For more information on today's guest, please see the show notes for links to websites and social media channels. You can check out all things Wine and Chisme on our website, thewineandchismepodcast.com. There, you will find the names of wines I drink each episode, as well as additional information on me, the podcast, 
and you can even apply to be a guest straight from there. You can also find us on social media at The Wine and Cheesemate on Instagram and at The Wine and Cheesemate Podcast on Facebook. Remember, if you want to hear more Wine and Cheesemate, please subscribe, rate, and review. Five-star ratings are appreciated and those positive reviews are appreciated even more.